Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. And today while I was on my walk, I had my phone. And one of the things I do is I listen to podcasts and I keep getting these ideas from the podcast and I'll sit down and I'll send emails to myself with notes. And I was looking down at my phone and I'm walking and I'm doing my notes and all of a sudden I look up and this bike is coming right at me and I like screech and I jump off the path and the guy kind of whizzes back whizzes by me and I'm sitting there thinking god that guy must think I am such a loser like he probably thinks I'm one of those people addicted to my phone and I can never look up and he doesn't know that I'm trying to take notes of things that I'm learning and he just thinks I'm and I'm sitting there for a while worrying about what this random person that just flew by me on this bike that I will never see again, I'm worrying about what he's thinking about me. And I can guarantee you, he wasn't thinking a damn thing about me. (laughs) But here I am beating myself up for, God, can't believe I did that. And I'm thinking, why do we care so much about what other people think? especially strangers that we don't even know. Why do we care so much? Why is our self-worth tied to the approval of strangers? I was listening to an interview with Sherry Lefko, who, or Shelly Lefko, who is a um, parenting expert. And one of her theories is that it's something we learn. And if you think about it, when we're babies, when we're little kids, do we care what other people think? No, not at all. Watch a kid dance. It's the best thing in the world when music goes on and a kid just starts dancing and they do not care what anybody thinks. They're just doing it because they're having so much joy. So what happens? How do we lose this ability to just do what brings us joy. And one of the theories is, is we actually teach it out of our kids. We teach them to worry about what other people think, to value themselves based off of the feedback of others. And this is because the very people that love them the most and are meant to love them unconditionally and accept them for who they are, are sending them the message that they aren't worth it just as they are. And these are really innocuous messages that we don't even realize is sending this, is teaching them 
and undermining their self-value because it's things like, why didn't you get an A in that? Or why are you so lazy? Or what were you thinking? And these questions that are meant to motivate and inspire and, and encourage are actually making them think, well, I'm not good enough the way I am. And now I need to start getting insight and feedback from others to determine what is right and what is good. And if my parents don't think I'm good enough as I am, then clearly no one else is going to think I'm good enough as I am. And then we hit adolescence. And adolescence is, as we all know, it is this time where we start thinking much deeper. And we start noticing the difference between these ideals that we set and that we see in the media and that we just believe in our hearts or we see on social and we see how we don't compare. We find all the things that are better than us and we see this gap between what the world is telling us is great and awesome and where we are and we never measure up. And so we end up turning to everything and everyone for affirmation that we are good enough and that we are okay in some of these areas. And now kids are turning towards likes. They're measuring their self-worth by likes. And the reason these are so addictive and they do this is because it's tangible, measurable, measurable, comparable feedback. And a lot of times that might be some of the only positive feedback that they're getting or that they believe in. And so we're really sending this message and training. We've got this window of opportunity where we're building all these connections and we're establishing our beliefs in ourselves and about the world. And this is the moment, the opportunity that we as parents have to help them realize their self-worth and to minimize their dependency on the feedback of others, on the approval of others. And this is so hard for us to do because it's so ingrained in us. I remember hearing a story about a parent that was asking, um, what do I do? My, my son wants to wear this pink and purple shirt. He loves this pink and purple shirt. And I'm afraid that he's going to get bullied for wearing this pink and purple shirt. What do I do? How do I make sure? How do I tell him not to wear that shirt? And the mom is coming from a great place. The mom wanted to prevent her son from being bullied. But what this message was saying is that their opinion, these other people's opinion is more important than your opinion. And we need to change ourselves to fit what other people expect rather than saying, how do I help my child build up the resiliency to stand for what they believe in despite what other people are saying. And this is hard to do. It's hard to build this resiliency and this belief. And so 
I just want to give a few ideas on how we can help our teens develop this self-worth that is not dependent on the approval and outside feedback of others, especially strangers that, that we will never see again riding past us on their bike. So here's three things that we can, can we do to help. One is to focus on the how and not the what. Focus on the effort that they're making and not the final outcome. Rather than focusing on the A, focus on the effort they make to improve their grades, the effort they're making to learn, what they're learning, this, how they're developing new study skills, or how they're excited about something. Focus on how they've improved and how they are growing in comparison to how they were yesterday not in comparison to the rest of the class or the rest of the world or their siblings. Compare and help them show that their improvement is only measured by how they've improved from what they were doing yesterday and helping them learn how to improve on what they're doing today. It's not about the A, it's about learning Better. It's about getting better study skills. It's about learning something new. Focus on how the effort that they're putting in and not the end result, which is this tangible, measurable, if I don't get this, that means I'm not worthy. Another thing to focus on is the experience, not the appearance. This is really important when it comes to the things that our kids do for fun. Have, I really want to focus on what do your kids do purely for the joy of it, without judgment? What do they love to do that just delights them? So many of the things that our kids start to do that they love it turns into work and it turns into competition very quickly. I know we struggled with this with my daughter with dance. She just wanted to dance because she loved to dance. And then it became about competition and who got into, you know, who was excelling in this and who won this award and who was, it was just everything, cheerleading the same thing. She just wanted to do cheerleading and then it became about the competition. And everything was about getting better and the competition and who are you beating and who are you improving? And it no longer is fun. It's all about, am I the best? Am I winning at it? And if I'm not winning at it, then I shouldn't do it because I only should do things that I win and I'm the best at. This is what we're telling them which means doing something for the pure joy of it, whether you're the best or not, becomes completely foreign to us. So having them, allowing them, finding things that they can do just for the joy of it and not to have to constantly be the best at it. Finally, and this one I think is so essential is spending time with your kids 
with no agenda, nothing, purely to be spending time with them. It is not about practicing this or learning that or doing that or building this or making sure we're getting our exercise in and making sure it is just about being and appreciating each other for who you are being in the moment even if it's not talking just being it's okay it doesn't have to be a learning experience it doesn't have to be a deep conversation just being and appreciating being with them. The message that this sends to your kids that they, you see them as worthy of your time without any requirements, without any end game, just because you want to spend time with them because you love them and they're worthy of your time. They are important enough for you to do nothing with. This is so important for them to know that they don't have to be doing something to earn your time. They can just be. And when we start giving them these messages and spending this time with them and, and showing them that they are valuable as they are, that they are worthy of our love just as they are, they start believing that and depending less on the input and feedback and approval and spotlights and likes that they're getting everyone where else, that they're turning to for that constant feedback and reassurance. Because we're giving it to them and we're teaching them how to give it to themselves and how to love what they do because they love what they do, not because anybody else says it's the right thing to love to do. And when we teach them, Hopefully we can start learning too, because I know it's really hard for us to do that as well. Me too. I have a lot of parents that ask me, well, how do I know that I'm doing the right thing? How do I know I'm saying it the right way? And that's exactly what I am here to help you with. My whole goal is to empower you with the tools and knowledge to be able to empower your own team. I want you to know how to do that. I want you to feel confident and secure in the fact that you're saying and doing the things that are going to strengthen and empower your own team, because I know that's what you want. And I'm always here to help. And you can just go to www.askdrcam, can I even say that? Askdrcam.com and find information, because I'd love to help you with that. So <clears throat> when I was finishing my walk, today and I'm thinking about this whole thing and about a lot of the um, teenagers I work with particularly and my own daughter and and you know what myself um, I started thinking about because so many of them are struggling with this self-worth and the belief that they're enough 
and comparing themselves to everyone and only finding the people that they don't measure up to to compare themselves to so they never win. They're always less than. Um, and I, I wrote this poem, which I'm going to share. I shared on my social media today just in case it helped anyone. And you know what? I'm going to read it and I don't care what you think. <laughs> it says, what makes you likable? It's not how plump your lips are or the length of your hair. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to read this right because it keeps turning on me. It's not how plump your lips are or the length of your lashes. It's the sparkle in your eye and how genuine your smile is. It's not how smart you are or the knowledge you impart. It's how deeply you listen and speak sincerely from the heart. It's not your trendy clothes or the balance in your account. It's the time you invest in others and how much you give that counts. It's not using the right filter or getting the most likes. It's showing people compassion, being kind and throwing light. Don't change yourself for others or hide your pain, your scars. For Find those that like and get you exactly as you are. I will talk to you all later. Thanks for listening. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.